Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hey, this is Laurel, and welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast that talks about how to make money, how to keep money, how to invest money, and how to use a team for effective leadership. Today, I have someone that you have all heard of, amazing, uh, just reputation, success, traveled all over the world. Brian Tracy's with me today to talk about how do you in business, leadership, life, continue success, and he's got an amazing message. So, Brian, welcome to Laurel's Real Money Talk. Well, thank you so much, Laurel. It's a kind of a pleasure to share these ideas with people. I was just doing an hour and a half seminar for my friends in Poland a couple of minutes ago, and we were talking about some of these ideas. And it seems that people all over the world have the same questions, is how do you go from rags to riches? How do you go start at the bottom and get to the top? How do you become wealthy? And especially people want to know how do you become a millionaire? And um, Exactly. And it, well, and Brian, great. talk about your beginnings, because I think, you know, I come from a farm in Nebraska, and um, I think for people to really hear, like, how you started generating sales and success was so self-taught, but also with mentors. Tell a little bit about that journey. Well, I came from a, a, a not a poor family, but a middle-class family where we never had very much money, and our family theme song was, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. And when I tell this to my audiences, a lot of people laugh because they grew up with that same family theme song. And uh, I didn't graduate from high school. Uh, I wasn't a good student. Uh, and the first job I got was washing dishes in the night shift uh, in, in the back of a small hotel. And when I lost that job, I got a job washing cars. And when I lost that job, I got a job washing floors. I, I, I joke, I say, I was, thought that washing was going to be in my future. And my wife has been very good about that. She's always given me things to wash because she doesn't want me to lose my edge. And uh, when I moved on from those jobs, I worked in factories and I worked in sawmills. And I, when I was 23 years old, I was working on a farm during the harvest. I was what was called an itinerant farm laborer. This is a person that they hired for the harvest, and when the harvest is over, they fire you and you're once more unemployed. And so I started to ask a question which changed my life and the life of many of my friends in my seminars. And the question is, why are some people more successful than others? One of the things that I learned, I started to read as much as I could, and I started to read about philosophers. And I thought, well, if I read, read, read some of the work of some of the philosophers, I'd be smart. And one of the philosophers that I studied was Aristotle. And I'm still in love with Aristotle. He was the greatest thinker. They say all philosophy for 2,000 years was merely comments on the work of Aristotle. And he, in 350 BC, came up with a law called the Aristotelian principle of causality, which is the law of cause and effect. And he, at a time when everybody believed in gods and miracles and, and lightning strikes and Zeus on Mount Olympus, he said, no, he said, we live in a, 
world governed by order. And there's a reason for everything that happens. And if you want to achieve something in life, find someone else who has achieved it and find out what they did to get from where they were, which was not having the financial success, to where they are today. And then do the same thing over and over again until you get the same result. And it changed my life forever. I was in sales and I've been selling for six months, knocking on an average of 70 doors a day, making one or two small sales a week, living in a boarding house or one room. Were you sell- Excuse me, what were you selling when you like when you first started door to door? I was selling um, a, a discount membership where you could buy this membership for twenty dollars, and you would get ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five percent off on about a hundred restaurants. And so a person could actually, if they went to a restaurant, they could actually pay for the card, and it was lasted for a year. They could pay for the card in one dinner, and so. Uh, I sold that, and it cost $20, and I made a commission of $8. And my my rooming house, my boarding house, I think cost $5 a day. And basically, this was, this was my life. And after six months, I was barely hanging on. Sometimes I didn't have money to eat. I lost uh, about 20, 30 pounds. I used to joke that the fastest weight loss program in the world is to get sent out to sell stuff without proper sales, <laughs> with, without proper sales training. And I never had any sales training. They just say, you know, the, the three-part sales training, here's your cards, here's your brochures, there's the door. Uh, and uh, hang in there. That was the first, the motivational talk was hang in there. And uh, so after about six months, I noticed that there was another guy in our company, about 10 salespeople. Uh, his name is Pete. I still remember Pete. And he was selling 10 times as much as anybody else. So I um, went to Pete and it was like, it sucked it up and took uh, a lot of courage. And I said, Pete, what are you doing differently from me? How, how come you, you sell so much? And I would start at eight o'clock in the morning knocking on doors. I knock on office doors all day long. And in the evenings I go out and knock on uh, apartment doors and home doors in the neighborhoods. And Pete would start at nine or 9.30, quit at five or 5.30 go out to nightclubs and nice restaurants. I mean, he had a great life and he was making pockets full of money. And he, I said, why, why, why are you more successful? And what I learned over, later on is that nobody ever asks the top people how they got there. Nobody, I've spoken to lots of top salespeople in different industries. And you say, you're the first person who's ever asked. I've been at the top of my sales field for several years and you're the first person who ever asked me how I got here. And and you'll find, like you, Laurel, is that successful people want to help other people to be successful and are very eager to tell them what they did, what they found that yeah. worked. Yeah. And it's, it's, we, we, we love to help other people to be yeah. equally successful. So, so, but don't, so you find, think, don't, don't you find, Brian, just in that, I just want to make a comment and have you emphasize that, uh, I think so many people, you know, shy away. Well, Laurel's busy. Brian's busy. You know, Les Brown's busy. I mean, they'll just kind of speak to people who, you know, are mentoring and do want to help. Um, I, I think I just want to emphasize that message to our listeners that are on this podcast is successful people do want to help. In your day and era, though, I mean, mentoring, coaching wasn't really kind of a thing. So speak to how you kind of got some first training and got some first, you know, success principles. Well, so I, I, so Pete told me, he said, well, um, 
show me your your sales presentation. What do you say when you approach a prospect? And I said, well, uh, I say, you know, whatever, whatever I think of, I don't have any process. I don't have any sales presentation. He said, well, that's the first mistake. He said, so what do you say? Well, I, I start telling him about how good our product is. He said, no, no, no. I still remember, and my eyes went out like, like, like fireworks in the back of my brain. He said, no, that's not how you sell. You sell by asking questions. Because you don't even, you don't know if this is a prospect or a suspect. If it's a suspect, of course, you're not going to spend time with them. If it's a prospect, well, then you're going to spend time. So what you do is you ask them questions to find out where they are, what they're doing relative to our product, what they want in the future, how you can help them get it, and so on. But it's all questions. And I see, for example, let me give you an example of how I sell our product. And he pulled out a piece of paper and he wrote down seven questions in a declining order of a, like a, like a um, funnel. He said the open question was just, uh, what are they doing now in this area? How is that working for them? And what are their plans uh, in this area? And uh, what kind of budget do they have? And so he just wrote down seven questions. <clears throat> And I took that piece of paper away with me and I used that as my first presentation. I went out that day and I began to ask people the seven questions and uh, I started to make sales. I couldn't believe it. And people, instead of rejecting me, um, began to ask me questions and leaned forward and became interested. And, and then some of them bought. And uh, so I went back to Pete. I said, geez, this just works like a dam. I said, what else can I do? And he said, well, is there any books on selling? I said, are there books on selling? I was a voracious reader, but I had no idea that there were books on selling. He said, yeah. I said, where do you find them? He said, we went to the bookstore. So I went down to the bookstore and there's a whole section on business books and a whole section on sales books. And I bought my first sales book. And to this day, I can still remember buying my first sales book and it was called How to Sell Well. And I read that book from cover to cover. I get up in the morning and I read it and underline it. And then I go out and each time I learn something new from that book and many other books, I go out and I try it out over and over. And another thing that I found that was a life changer is nothing works. Like Charlie Jones used to say, nothing works. At least it doesn't work the first time or the second time or the third time because you haven't mastered it yet. So what you do is you don't pass judgment on a new idea until you've tried it 10 times. Then you'll know if it works or not. So I went out and I disciplined myself to try the new ideas 10 times. I kept, kept notes on it. And if it was a good idea, it helped me to make sales. And if it wasn't, I discarded it and did something else. So the second thing that changed my life was reading the, what the experts told you to do to get the results that the experts get. And so each time I learned a new idea, I go out and I try it 10 times before I pass judgment. And my sales began to like a plane and it died. They began to pull out of the dive and they had to go up and up. Within a month, I was earning two or three times. Within a year, I was earning 10 times. Within a year and a half, I was recruiting salespeople and teaching them my methodology, which was very simple. Two and two is four, four and four is eight, and close the sale. And uh, within uh, two years, I was earning 10 times what I was earning when I asked the question, why are some people more successful than others? And I would give advice. So let, so let, me, let, me, let me give you what I call my, my golden triangle. 
uh, of success, not just in selling, but anything else. Number one, the point, upper point of the golden triangle is has to do with your attitude, and it's where you accept complete responsibility for yourself and your life and everything that happens to you. The great killer in life is negative emotions and blaming someone or something else for your problems. That is the essence of all political uh, problems in our society today is people are blaming others for their problems. They're not making enough money. Why? It's the rich. It's the, the, the government. It's this or something else. No, it's like that song. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And what you do is you don't blame anybody else. You say, I am responsible. Those are the magic words. And I found that in studying the lives of successful people, the turning point in every life of rich, famous, powerful people was when they started to say to themselves, I'm responsible. I'm I'm where I am and what I am because of myself. If I want to change something, it's up to me to change it. I can't. Blaming other people kills you. Blaming other circumstances, blaming your background, it kills you. So the successful people always say, I'm responsible. Now, if I'm responsible, responsible for what? Well, I want to earn twice as much money. Good. How are you going to do it? Well, you're going to find out how other high earners are working and do the same thing. I remember uh, one of my... Uh, attendees at one of my seminars, the top guy, the top guy in his company, he started off at the bottom. He had 30 salespeople, he's at the bottom, he was struggling, he was hanging out with the other uh, low performers. And he noticed that there were five or six people, 80 20 rule, 20% of the salespeople were doing really well, and they hung out together. I never forgot this story. They hung out together, they uh, shared ideas together, they, they went out to lunch together, they and, and all the others hung around the office and complained and bitched about uh, the market and the competition and the lousy uh, management and so on. These guys worked together. They came in in the morning. They got together. They talked about what they're going to do. They came back in the evening. They talked together. So he went over and asked one of them for advice. And he got the advice. And this is the key. If somebody gives you advice, apply it immediately. Not later on today, not tomorrow. Apply it immediately. So he applied it immediately, and then he went back and he told him, I applied your advice, and this is the result I got. I said, what else should I do? He said, well, try this and say this. And, and in a short period of time, he was brought into that inner circle of the top five people in the sales organization, and his sales started to go up and up and up. And he watched his other friends, the, the deadheads, who were just kind of spinning their wheels. Well, he said eventually within three years, he was the top salesperson in his company nationwide. And he went to the annual meeting and they had the annual prizes for the top salespeople. And he'd been re getting the number one prize, he said, for about five years, he said. And the interesting thing is nobody ever came and asked him what he did to get there. Nobody asked him. I said one so interesting. time. Only so in one addition time. Yeah. So in addition to the risk being responsible and owning it all, no blaming, uh, what's the uh, the rest of the, what are, what, two, are the, what are the secrets? Yeah. Number two is goals. And I just, this 90 minute talk I did for my friends in uh, Poland is all about goals. And when I stumbled upon goals when I was about 23, 24 years old, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. I couldn't believe it. It was almost like it, you hit oil and the gusher just came out. When I read something that said, 
If you want to be successful, you've got to have goals, and they have to be in writing. And so I took a scrap of paper, and I wrote down 10 goals, and I promptly lost the paper and the article in the magazine. And within, 10, within a month, I accomplished all 10 goals. I couldn't believe it. I just noticed that I, those were the goals I'd written down, and I just started to accomplish them, and my income started to go up and up. And then the third part, the third point of the triangle was continuous learning, reading and learning and taking notes, and then practicing what you learn, implementing, putting it together. So I found that the three, and I, I've taught this literally to millions of people face to face, is accept full responsibility for your life and everything that happens to you, write down clear, specific goals and make plans for their achievement and work on them every day, and then can dedicate yourself to continuous learning. And the three, each of the three reinforces the other. And uh, people come to me, like they come to you, and they say, I couldn't believe it. I've struggled for years, and now I'm earning more money than I ever dreamed possible, just because of those three. Now, there's lots more uh, that, you, that, that, that will help you, but you don't have to have a, a complicated nuclear formula to be successful. Just accept responsibility, no excuses, write down your goals, and then concentrate on becoming better and better at doing what you have to do to achieve the goals. Some people have read one of my books. I, I, I wrote a book just accidentally called How to Double Your Income and Double Your Time Off, and it was for salespeople. There's 21 great ways, and uh, I sent it to a publisher, and the publisher said, well, it's kind of a blah title, uh, but I like the title of chapter 15, the 21 chapters. And the chapter 15 was, was Eat That Frog, which is if the first thing you do in the morning is you eat a live frog, you'll have the satisfaction of knowing that that's the worst thing that's probably going to happen to you all day long. And your live frog is your biggest and most important task. It's the task that can have the most positive effect on your life, and it's also the task you're most likely to procrastinate on. So there's 21 ways to stop procrastinating and get more things done faster. And they brought, they brought out the book and they expected to sell 10,000 copies. Right now we're, at, we're, we're over 3 million in 55 languages. Oh, people, well done. And people just are wired over this concept. It's so simple. Get up in the morning, decide the most important thing you can do to achieve your most important goal, and then do it and do it all day long. And people literally can go from rags to riches with that simple formula. And so I've written book after book after book. I wrote 21 21s. These are books. <laughs> That's awesome. 21 great ways to achieve this goal. 21 great ways to become wealthy. 21 great ways to uh, be a, a great sales manager. 21 great ways. There's always 21s. And uh, why? Because I felt that if a person saw the title and they liked the title. The book is always sold in the subtitle, by the way. So it doesn't matter what the title is. It's a subtitle under the title that determines whether people buy it. They only going to buy it if they are convinced that it's going to justify the cost, which is not very high, and, and the time. So I thought if I, if I created a book with 21 ideas, and then people would say, well, I want the benefit, stopping procrastinating, and there's 21 ways, so it's got to be good value. It's got to be good value. And then what yeah. I decided, and very early in my, in my starting my own business, uh, I offered an unconditional uh, guarantee of satisfaction. If you're not happy for any reason, you have your money back. And I started off with a 30-day guarantee, 
And then I read a study, because I'm always reading, and the study was, was one of the biggest direct sales organizations in the U.S., and they had interviewed people to find out what effect a guarantee had on a purchase decision. And what they found was that the longer the purchase decision, the longer the guarantee of satisfaction, uh, the greater the sale and the lower the return. And so people would say, you see them advertising things guaranteed for seven days, so uh, I get a 50% return rate. If you offer 30 days, then they get a 25%. So I finally decided uh, when I was giving seminars and selling my audio programs from the stage that I would give them a, a, a one-year guarantee. And then I thought, I give them a lifelong, lifelong guarantee. You buy this program, listen to it, learn from it. If it doesn't more than pay for itself and could turn out to be free, then um, give it back, <laughs> yeah. and, I'll, and I'll give you money back. And so I told, I, we did my sales presentation and tell them what was in it and how it helped. And I said, by the way, we have a special today. This is a thousand, two thousand people. We have a special today. All these programs are free. The whole audience would go, hey, cheer, yeah. I say, now it's a special kind of free. And now let me explain it to you. And then uh -huh. I would tell them I would, that that I guarantee you that this program is, you're, you're going to earn twice or five or 10 times as much back. So I'll give you a guarantee. If the program doesn't more than pay itself and turn out to be free in your estimation, you send it back to me and I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. And, and by this time I had enough credibility. So people said, okay. And we, they would turn around and we start the seminar and there would be nothing at the back of the room. And while I was speaking, they would set up all the tables with all the products, with all the credit card machines and everything else. And they'd stand up and turn it on. There's all the stuff. <laughs> they, they, they'd basically storm the product tables. And we used to take a truck full of audio programs and uh, to a seminar and unload it all when they, once they got started. And uh, they, Patricia Fripp, who you may remember, said yeah. uh, when she, she was the president of the National Speakers Association. She said, Brian sells more product than God. Uh, uh, that's awesome. Always like so that. So, Brian, Brian, I, I want to just go back to, to, to three things. So, responsibility, owning all your goals, the dedication, determination, no procrastination. Of, of, of Those are correct, right? Those are three? Right. Number three right. Is, is continuous learning. Read. It's continuous I, learning. I yep. still read two three hours a day just continually read the very best written by the very best people because they will tell you things that will save you years of hard work and then when they teach you when you read these and listen to them and learn from them then immediately apply the material and, and polish yourself um, until it works for you in your own style and those three are like miracles and, and Brian, in your experience of all these years, because I would totally agree, I, I still read, I still have mentors, uh, sure. set goals, you know, daily, always take ownership of, you know, responsibility. In your experience of working with people and kind of speak to our audience that's all over the world, which one have you found to be the most challenging and how have you coached them to just to stay with it? Well, unless people have had some success experience, they give up too soon. Every person who fails gave up too soon. You know, I remember 
I remember Ross Perot saying that most people don't realize that they're only one step away from great success when they quit. And I was just one of those little one-liners, and I never forgot it, that, that, that I could be just one step away from success. I, I remember we're, we're, most of the people that we're talking to, Laurel, are in sales. Basically, that's how you become successful, is you sell something to someone and make a profit. And the more you can sell to more people, then the more money you're going to make, the better life you're going to have. But I remember the story of this uh, salesman, and he was really having a tough time. He was going to quit. But he got a lead to uh, a, a store owner on the other side of town, and he drove half an hour across town and went to see the store owner and gave his presentation. And the store owners stonewalled him and uh, said, let me think about it, and so on. So he said, that's it. I'm F it. I'm not going to do this anymore. It's, I'm just not cut out for sale. And he got, went yeah. out, walked out. Yeah, walked out the door onto the sidewalk and he noticed there was another store just down the street uh, or just down the sidewalk at the shopping center. He said, well, I've driven this far. I might as well try one more door. So he went and knocked on the door and the uh, store owner said, yeah, I've just been thinking about that. Uh, tell me what you got. Uh, it sounds really good. And he bought from him. And so he was selling a multi-thousand dollar product. And he walked out and he came up, he created a motto and the motto was, one step more, one stop more at the door, at the room. one call more at the door, store next door, one call more <laughs> at the store. And, and I always remember to this day, that's probably 30 years since I heard that. He said, by the time a year had passed, this guy is one of the top salespeople in his industry because he always kept saying one store, stop more at the store next door. And that's the reason <laughs> why people, that's the reason why people succeed. You, the reason you succeed is you just don't quit. Yep. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. I have four beautiful children. I've told them as they grow up, you never give up. You never give up. I'm programming them. I'm setting up the keyboard of their metal computer and telling them, you yep. never give up. Give up. You never give up. And if you ask them, oh, what do you think about quitting? They will say, I never give up. I never give up. I try something different, but I never give up. And, and, that's, and, and that's the reason why people succeed is because they yep. persist. I, I used to, I mean, since we have a little bit of time left, there's a, a story I used to use in my seminars. My average seminar uh, before COVID was about 1,600 people and almost all salespeople. And so I, I would stop and I would say, let me ask you a question. What is the most important quality for success in sales? You know, I'd drop the question, let it sit there for a second. Well, in my estimation, it's never giving up, not quitting. And so someone once asked me, why are you so successful? And I thought about it, and I said, because very early I decided that I am unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. Mm -hmm. and, That's awesome. And, and they nodded, and they smiled. I said, this is what I found. Remember I told you earlier that you become what you think about most of the time. Well, you also become what you say to yourself most of the time. So when you say the words, I am unstoppable, you become unstoppable. You literally program yourself not to quit. And so say it, just say it. I, when I say I am unstoppable. And so the audience mutters, yeah, well, I'm unstoppable, yeah, we're unstoppable. I said, no, 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 take your thumb out of your mouth and <laughs> I am unstoppable. More of a sound, no, 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 I, I, I want to hear it. 
saying, I am unstoppable. And everybody then, the third time, everybody, I am unstoppable. I said, now from now on, whenever you go out the door, just say to yourself, I'm unstoppable. Nothing stops me. I never quit. I never give up. And if you say that, it's one of the biggest guarantees of success you can have in your, for the rest of your life. And within a year after I started giving that little story in my seminar, two people had published books named called Unstoppable. Uh, Becoming Unstoppable or The Power of Unstoppable or something like that. But it is really a great thing to say to yourself, I am unstoppable. I never quit. And yeah. so I program my kids with that. And it makes an extraordinary difference. It does. Brian, I appreciate you being on. We're going to have you back again. we got to continue this conversation. The audience, again, uh, owning your responsibility, setting goals. And care if they're micro goals is what I would add to it. Just start achieving goals, continuous yep. learning, and being unstoppable. Brian Tracy, you're brilliant. I appreciate you being on. And to those of you that are out there that uh, you know that have questions or want to make requests, go to asklaurel, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L.com. And Brian, where can they continue to follow you? Just to, my, my website is briantracy.com. Perfect. And, see, Brian, it, appreciate it, you. Anybody? Everybody sends me a question, we will always respond. We have a pretty large staff, but always respond to, to queries. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Thank you for your time today and your brilliance. And uh, we'll look forward to having more conversations with you. Thank you, Laurel. Talk Thank to you again you, soon. Brian. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.